Good morning, church. It's so good to see you. Would you stand to your feet?
Lord, we stand in your amazing presence. And my prayer is that we would actually believe that, that you are in control. So the worry and the doubt, the fear associated with uncertainty will be gone in Jesus' name. And we will rest in the assurance of who you are, your faithfulness to us, the fact that you are perfect. You are with us and you're out in front. We praise you today. We thank you, Lord, that faith rises and hope rises in our heart when we're in your presence. Thank you, Jesus. Today, I have the privilege of leading you in taking communion. This is an opportunity to reflect on the ultimate sacrifice of Jesus for you and me. I want you to take the communion elements that you received when you came in. If you did not get an opportunity to receive communion as you came in, just raise your hand and our team will serve you. You need to raise it high and they will bring the elements to you. Those of you who have it, if you'll go ahead and prepare that top layer, get you to the bread and then the cup. So go ahead and get that ready and I'll lead us in taking communion together. We wanna to make sure everyone is served. I'm glad all of you are here and I certainly am sensitive to the person who would say, you know, I'm here for the first time and I'm, I'm new to church and I don't know Jesus Christ. I want you to know that you're welcome to take communion based on a decision, a decision where you recognize you're in need of a Savior and you open your heart to the Savior and let me just lead you in how simple this is but how powerful it is. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died in your place for your sins and rose again and you recognize your need of Him then he will respond to that request with his grace in your life and your sins will be forgiven and you'll be reconciled to God and you'll be made part not of this church but of the church of the family of God and there's no greater miracle than the miracle of salvation there's no gift like the gift of grace every one of us here that have the privilege of knowing Jesus we can we can tell you quickly there is nothing that compares and we want that for you. We want you to know what it's like to, to have someone as amazing as Jesus as your closest friend. Not just as Savior, but friend. Not just as Savior, but leader. The one who will literally show you the next step. The one who's also promised heaven in his presence eternally. We're talking about Joshua throughout this month of vision. And God said to Joshua, you go ahead and take possession of the land because I'm giving it to you. I've promised. So Joshua had to fight, but he wasn't fighting for the victory, but from the victory, God had assured it. And what we want everyone to know, Jesus has defeated sin. Jesus has conquered the enemy. Jesus has opened the door. All you have to do is walk through it because you're fighting from the victory of Christ Jesus. He became sin that you and I might become the righteousness of God. And it, there's nothing that compares with that. That's why Paul went on to say, the old things pass away and all things become new. If you need a spirit of newness, if you need a brand new start and a brand new life, it is found by accepting Jesus. So would you close your eyes in his presence? And if today you'd say, Ron, my, my desperate need is to be saved. In a moment, I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand. 
or if your heart has grown cold and distant from the Lord and you need to rededicate your life to him so that when you take communion, you do so in a way from a heart that is, that is in right standing that you would honor him with that kind of quick rededication of your life because he's worthy. If you need to accept Christ as your savior or rededicate your life to him, would you just raise your hand right now so that you can know this great gift. If you'll lift it high so I can see it. God bless you, I see your hand and your hand. Someone else, your hand, your hand, four hands so far, five, six. Praise God, this is amazing. To my right, thank you, I see your hand, God bless you. Someone else. See, the Lord was already at work and every one of you that lifted your hands, he's been at work. You know what that means as I say it. You know what has led you to being in this service. And God just set it all up that we would be taking communion where we could just stop for a moment and say, Jesus Christ died and rose again, that we could be forgiven. I'm telling you, when he forgives you, the guilt is gone and the shame is lifted and new life comes. That's how rich and deep the mercy of God is. You're not hopeless and you're certainly not helpless because Jesus Christ has won the victory you need and he offers it to you as a gift of grace. If you lifted your hand, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. The reason I'm asking you to repeat it is simply to be helpful. You perhaps know what to pray, but I wanna make sure everyone has confidence in just opening their heart to the Lord. And with the sincerity of your heart, as you pray, the greatest miracle is going to happen. And we're going to prepare to celebrate. The Bible says that all of heaven celebrates when even one person makes his choice. And there's been several hands lifted today. Once we take communion, we are going to celebrate the gift of God to all of us and those who are crossing that line of faith this morning. So would you repeat this prayer after me? And every believer, why don't you repeat it as a support and encouragement to those that are getting saved today? So let's begin. Dear Jesus, I open my heart to you. I realize that I'm, I'm in desperate need of you. So I ask you to forgive my sins and to cleanse my life of unrighteousness. Become my savior and my leader. I give you my past. I give you every chapter that has led to where I am today. And I give you my future. I trust my life to you. I realize that you made me and you then acted to be my redeemer. You gave your life in my place. You rose victoriously so that I could have a relationship with you. So thank you, Jesus, for becoming my Savior and my friend. Thank you for giving me new life and a fresh start. Thank you for the hope and the joy that comes in a relationship with you. And I realize that I will never be the same again in Jesus' name. And everybody said, 
on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and he broke it and he said, as often as you eat this bread, do so in a spirit of thanksgiving because it is my body broken for you. The stripes that he bore, the nails in his hands and feet, the crown of thorns, all that was involved in the brutality of crucifixion is so that he could offer a perfect sacrifice for you and me. It's overwhelming that someone would do that for us. Jesus endured the cross and despised its shame because of the joy set before him. That joy would be people like us who would recognize how much we need him and give all that we are to him. So, in gratitude, let's partake of the bread together. It is in that same manner that he then took the cup and made this profound statement. He said, this is the new covenant in my blood shed for you. As often as you eat this bread and partake of this cup, you are showing my death. You're looking back until I come. You're looking forward. It's the completeness of the work of Christ at Calvary. So that now you could stand reconciled to God with a life that not only functions, but is victorious. With a future in a place called heaven that words can't even describe. Let's partake of the cup together. Just set that cup aside. I just encourage you, just open your heart with lifted hands and let's just thank him for grace. You know your story. You know what this means. We come now, Lord, praising you out of our testimony. We come now praising you out of our story of how you found us, forgave us, how you've been so faithful and good. so awesome to give thanks to the Lord. Now let the weak say I'm strong. The Bible says let the poor say I'm rich. It's conversion. It's transformation. It's life change. Nothing compares. How we praise you today, Lord. Lord, not only for what you've done for us, but to know we're standing in a place where many today have accepted you and this miracle has happened. 
now there's this celebration in heaven and we want to join in that celebration come on everybody and let's praise God for the people that have accepted Jesus today come on hallelujah that's it come on let's celebrate thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you God You know, he not only forgives you, but he connects you into the family. Into the family. There, there's, Paul talked about like this divide that had people separated and segregated, but the cross broke that wall down. Amen? And now we are joined together by the, the power of the cross and the love of Jesus. So in that attitude, turn to those near you and just tell them, that you're happy to see them, that you love them, you're glad, they're your brother, they're your sister. everyone what a great start to Sunday morning here we just celebrated communion together as a church family we had people respond to the message of grace surrender their life to Christ it's been a good day already in service and I know we're in store for even more as we hear from God's Word we're gonna continue in our worship by looking at the worship guide getting information about some upcoming events that are happening here at the assembly but if you're new to the assembly we want to welcome you this morning and give you an opportunity to give us some great information so we can, in turn, give you some great information about our church. You'll see a Connect card in the seat back in front of you. In these next few moments, as I go through the worship guide, if you'll just take a few moments and fill that out, you can place it in the offering bucket as it's passed by. That will give us an opportunity to give you some of that great information. If you've been coming for a while and you're interested in what the next step is, how do I get into the core of the church? How do I get involved in the church life? We have a class just for you. It's called Growth Track. It's offered every month, and it's starting back again the 1st of November, the first Sunday in November. You can get information on the worship guide as well as on the website. And we'd love to have you connect that way and take that next step as you move forward. If you look at the week ahead, we've got some great activities coming up. Ladies, Tuesday night is paint night. Today is the last day to register for that. So make sure you use that opportunity to do that. And then as we go into the weekend on Saturday, men, it's the monthly men's breakfast. And this is the men's breakfast where we invite all the ladies to join us this one time a year. We have a special start time at 830. We've got a great speaker lineup. Know you're going to want to be a part of that as we push into the weekend next weekend. Moving into Sunday, Sunday night is our trunk or treat, and I know you guys are ready for that. I have heard that we have over 60 trunks already signed up. Impact is representing in a big way. The city groups have come in with over 15 trunks. Thank you guys, students. Y'all doing a great job. I've heard some of the trunks that are out there. We, we have a thunder truck that's going to be a trunk. And we have a cowboy's car. I don't know how I feel about that. I'll have to pray that through, Pastor Ron. But anyway, hey, we've got some great 
activities going on next Sunday night. It starts at 5.30. We have dinner provided for you. There's inflatables. There's going to be pony rides. There's going to be all kinds of activities going on on the campus. You won't want to miss it. You can participate by bringing candy next week. So on Sunday morning, if you can bring some individually wrapped candy, drop it at one of the receptacles at one of the info centers. That will allow us to just load up the candy for the trunks. We are in for a big night. It's a big outreach night for us, not just as the local church family, but for the community. They come out and they become a part of that as well. And it's still room for you to sign up for the Dream Team as well. If you have interest in how you might can help us out, just let us know. Let one of our staff members know and we'll get you connected on how you can serve that night as well. Another thing I'm excited about next Sunday is one of those next steps that we talk about. And next Sunday, we have an opportunity to celebrate the second ordinance of the church that we recognize. Today we celebrated communion. We celebrated our identity with Christ as broken body and shed blood. Next week we're gonna celebrate water baptism. So I just encourage you, those five or six who even responded a few moments ago, if you have never taken that step and this was your first time to do it or you're being rededicated, I encourage you to take the next step. Identify with Christ and being uh, buried in that water and coming forth in new life as you go forward. We'll have that opportunity in both services next week at 9 and 1045. And you can sign up online. You can call our office or just let us know that you want to do it even next week. And we'll be ready for you. And you'll have the opportunity to participate and celebrate that next step that you're taking in Christ as we go forward. I want to invite the ushers forward. In about two weeks, we have an opportunity to give in what we call Generosity Sunday. Generosity Sunday is that one time of the year where we set aside a Sunday just to focus on the mission statement of the church, neighbors and nations, serving our neighbors and our nations. And every year people give above and beyond and it gives us opportunity to celebrate not only what was done this year in 2017, but to really fund some of the things starting in 2018 that we're looking forward to being involved in missions wise, outreach wise. Pastor Ron always brings a big vision for that. And I know in the next couple of weeks we have an opportunity not only to continue faithfully giving of our tithes, but we can set us some money in the two weeks to really go above and beyond in our generosity Sunday to really go forward with the mission that God has called this church to do to serve neighbors and nations. So will you do, do that for me in the next couple of weeks? Pray what dollar amount God may lay on your heart to really go above and beyond to really finish the year strong, start next year with the funding we need to take this mission to a whole new level as we go forward. Let's go to the Lord in prayer as we, as we take the offering. Lord, you are a good God. We celebrate you today, God. Your life, your resurrection power is living in us, God. We celebrated that by taking communion and remembering you today, God. I thank you for the lives that were surrendered today. I thank you that we can all choose to surrender to you day by day. And Lord, I pray as we continue with this blessing you've provided for us, as we give a portion back to you, that you're going to multiply it for your kingdom effectiveness, both here and throughout the world. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.
My, my heart is just full over seeing the people respond to Jesus today. One more time, let's praise God for grace, salvation. To those of you who lifted your hand, we want to help you on this journey. We are prepared to do that. And at whatever your age, we can connect you with a, with a journey of just walking out this relationship with Jesus. So welcome. Welcome to the family of God. And you're going to discover it's beyond words. There's nothing that compares to a relationship with Jesus. In a year from now, it will only be better. In 10 years from now, even better. It's that kind of powerful relationship. I, I, before I get into the message, I have to tell you how excited I am as well about next Sunday night. There will be a few thousand people here at least. And we're going to have so much fun. One of my memories from last year is toward the end of the night, this little girl was over at this inflatable game where I was, and I saw she was crying. So I knelt down and I said, what's wrong? She said, I'm crying because it's almost over. <laughs> and, and her mom was there. And, and so I, I go, well, you know what? We have fun like this all the time. And we were right over here on this part of the parking lot. And that new indoor playground was all lit up. And I said, we built this whole building for children just like you. And do you go to church anywhere? And she said, no. I said, you should ask your mom. Now, mom's standing right here. I said, you should ask your mom. I was doing some powerful evangelism at that point. You should ask your mom uh, to bring you here because we have the most fun and we talk about Jesus and you would love it. And, you're, and I'm looking at her, I'm going, your mom would love it? And she said, mom, can we come here? And I'm like, that's perfect. How do you say no to that? And they haven't missed church. They're now a dynamic part of our church a whole year. It's part of the church. So don't just let this slide in and slide by. Invite your neighbors. We exist to serve our neighbors and the nations. So invite your neighbors. It, there are no strings attached. We just will provide an excellent time for all of your friends and even those that aren't your friends. And have a great time together and watch how the Lord will use it because he always does. We always see an influence of God's grace through an outreach effort like this. And we connect it to everything we are doing. So let's get behind that. If you're interested, tonight there is a collection of churches across the city coming together in what's called Unite Our City. It is a time of worship and prayer. Great churches are coming together. It'll be at Victory Church we hosted one of these just a few months back. This place was full of believers just praying and worshiping. It will be the same tonight. That's at Victory. The information's in your bulletin. Would love to have you come and be a part of that great experience. So next week, I will share with you a strategic leading that God has put on my heart. God put it in my heart several months ago. I took this this leading, and I described it to our board and then our pastors. It resonated with them. For five months, I researched how to best implement this. And so now here we are getting ready for launching this in January. And I, I want to detail that plan to you next Sunday. But to be prepared for that, I want you to hear today's message. Because this is the foundation of it. 
I, I believe if we internalize what we see in God's word in this message today, we then can maximize what's in front of us. And I want to tell you, God has something for us as a church. It's been mounting, it's been tracking, and it, the time is now, the time is right. It, this is the right place and you, we're the right people. God is about to prove himself in such a powerful way. So I want to set this in motion by inviting you to Joshua chapter 1. I'll begin reading at verse 5. Joshua chapter 1, you can open it uh, in your Bibles or in your, your phone, whatever way you access the word, or you can look at the Sky Bible that we have on the left and the right. No one, this is Joshua being told by God, it's time to take the land, and he says, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. Here's the reason. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Let me hold it there for a moment. The only time in the New Testament where God chooses to use the words prosperous and successful in the same sentence. So I want you to see he's He's forcefully conveying the result for those who are willing to walk aware and in the spirit, I'm with you, presence and word. Anyone who will be very intentional to be dialed into the spirit and the word will then be prosperous and successful. Verse 9. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you, presence, wherever you go. Pray with me. Lord, help us now to hear with the ears uh, of the heart, to hear with our spirit, to hear with that level of our soul that will engage with you and be influenced to follow up on this word. God, you have something for our church, and you're going to show it to us today and next week. And let us just move to the edge of our seat with our energy and with our engagement. And give us, Lord, careful attention to what you're saying here today in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. I was excited when I got my first Apple Watch and I quickly learned that if I was going to get the most out of this watch, I had to go through the steps where it communicates with my phone. Because this doesn't fully function unless it is connected. Now, I can remember a day where your watch had no direct correlation with your phone. Matter of fact, I'll throw it way back. 
I can remember a day where if you wanted your watch to work, you just wound it up and, and you looked at it for what time of the day it was. And if you wanted to talk on the phone, you went to that thing that was connected to the wall that actually had a cord. And you put your fingers in these circles and you rolled it around, throwing it way back. Matter of fact, I thought our family had broken through like we moved up to the east side when we got a phone that had push buttons. Like I invited my friends over like, come to my house. You got to see this, man. We have gone from the rotary to the push button. But the phone had absolutely no relationship to your watch. Now, if you're using uh, one of these, then you realize how important it is that you sync them up. And so when, when you get one, you will be taken through a series of steps, and you got to make sure you have the app and the settings in your phone. They're, they're right, and it's called pairing. You, you pair this watch, which essentially, I guess technically speaking, I'm not the one to technically speak, but I shall for a moment. Uh, yeah, why not? I'm, anyway, uh, it creates, you're going to like this, a PicoNet, which is just a small network, you know, so that these two devices can communicate because there's a radio transmitter in this watch and a radio transmitter in this phone. And if you go through the right steps, they will connect and then this watch can fully function the way it was designed. Matter of fact, another way to describe it is if you have Bluetooth in your car. Anybody kind of, you paired your phone with your car? Let me see your hand, you know what I'm talking about. How many of you had your kids pair your phone with your car, aren't you thankful for kids? Our, our resident information technology technicians. So, same, same idea. There's, you're making sure they are paired so that once the connection is established, the potential can be maximized. I find that the best way that I have to communicate to you what's happening in Joshua 1 which is then the message to you and me. God is saying, Joshua, I have a future for you. It's gonna be amazing, but it's going to be full of challenges. And the way you're going to accomplish what I have for you is you have to be paired to me. The connection could not be uh, lacking the strength that God wanted it to have. And what he was saying to Joshua is that you've got to pair, and you pair to my spirit and my word. And if you pair in this connection to where you know I'm with you, and then you stay intentionally in the word I've given you, then you're going to be prosperous and successful. You can celebrate that, and then let me say it this way, and then everyone can clap Here's the word that God has put on my heart. If you and I, if we as a church will pair our heart in a fresh and strategic way with the spirit and the word, then the future that's awesome that God has for us, yet full of challenges, will be met with the same kind of power that Joshua saw, and we will go and do what God has called us to do. And it's not because we have this special talent. It's just because we're connected. We're paired with the Spirit and the Word. Now, that's a place to celebrate. Spirit and Word. 
Joshua goes on in a seven-year period. This is giving you a, an understanding that when Joshua crosses the Jordan on into seven years, it is one victory after another. Twenty specific battles, conquering seven different nations, 31 enemy kings, and the possession of 10,000 square miles of property. And when God caused Joshua to go and face the Jordan River, the Jericho Wall, the northern kingdoms and the southern kingdoms, he doesn't take him to military school. He doesn't take him into an environment where he sharpens his military strategy. And if you looked at the barbaric people of the Amorites that would be one of the battles Joshua had to fight, he was no match nor his people for the Amorites. If you looked at the resources that Israel had after being in the wilderness 40 years, they were no match for going and taking possession of Canaan. The people were too strong and fortified and resourced. It was an impossibility. So God doesn't take Joshua into developing resources and strategy. God says to Joshua, you get paired to my presence and my word. Because your future is not determined by your talent and your ability and your sense of strategy. All of that has its place. But your future victory is by the Spirit. For the church today that is wanting to make a difference, for anybody following Jesus that wants to make a difference, you've got to know there's one battle after another, but you are fighting from victory, and if you'll get paired to the Spirit and the Word, my friend, no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. Just let it, let it kind of begin to well up on the inside. Let me take you to what Joshua said in chapter 21. This is now after seven years. Now remember, 400 years they were slaves, 40 years they were in the wilderness, and they entered this time being led by Joshua, and it was seven years of victory. When you get in the time of the judges, the people are going to lose their way, and it gets messed up. I mean, they had the Ark of the Covenant. They lost it. Abraham lied. Uh, Esau sold his birthright. There's been all this crazy stuff in their history, but Joshua got paired with the Spirit and the Word, and it was one Victory after another. And I want you to see the sweeping language of Joshua 21. So the Lord gave. What was that? The Lord gave Israel all the land that he had sworn to give their ancestors. And they took possession of it and settled there. The Lord gave them rest on every side. Just as he had sworn to their ancestors. Not one of their enemies withstood them. The Lord gave all their enemies into their hands. Not one of all the Lord's good promises to Israel fell. Everyone was fulfilled. Let that sweep over you like it had to sweep over the, the people of Israel. The Lord did what he promised to do. And as they looked back, it was the Lord who gave the victory. It was the Lord who gave the land. It was the Lord who fulfilled every promise. And it wasn't partial. It was a complete victory. 
And if, if you take Joshua as a pattern for us, then we must be connected, intentionally paired with the Spirit and the Word. What's it mean to walk in the Spirit? What's it mean to have a hunger for the things of God, to nurture a desire for God and to be aware of Him, to walk in step with Him? These are things we often say, but what does it mean? And how do we do it so that we can have the victory as well? I mean, Joshua's on the razor's edge when you face the Jordan at flood stage and the wall of Jericho that's supposed to come down at the signal of a shout. When you face the Amorites and the Amalekites, I mean, one battle after another, at some point in the natural, you're weary, and at some point, you're wondering if you're going to measure up. But see, it's the spirit that keeps you new. It's the spirit that that gives you what you need for the present challenge. It's the spirit and the word that resource you for the journey that's in front of you. So, we need his presence because out of his presence comes the power. It was the power of God that stopped the Jordan, that brought the Jericho wall down, that caused the enemy kings to be defeated and the 20 battles won and the land possessed. It was the power of God that rose out of the presence of God. I can't overemphasize the importance of you and I and this church being passionate for the presence of the Holy Spirit. Passionate for the presence of the Holy Spirit. Where Christianity doesn't stay as a Sunday thing, as an occasional thing, but truly a relationship where we are walking in this rich relationship with Jesus through the presence of the Holy Spirit. And as we come up against our challenges, there will be power, there will be a backing, there will even be that awareness that the Lord goes out in front. I don't know, I just, I kind of find it as an application when I saw the story of the 10-year-old boy, he lived in a rough neighborhood and he was being bullied, and finally these three guys just beat him up. It was, it was ugly. It was horrible. And one of the guys videoed it, loaded it to YouTube. But when they loaded it to YouTube, the, the authorities got involved, confronted the young men who were doing the bullying and assaulted the kid. But a talk show owner saw the YouTube and said, look, I want to get this kid on the show. I'm not going to talk about the show because everybody has opinions about these shows. And I don't want you to get sidetracked by what show it was. Just trust me, it was a show that's on every day. And they put this child on the sofa and they talked to him about what he went through and even got his permission to show the video. When he has to watch it again, he kind of gets emotional. And, and he goes, they go, you know, what are you going through? What are you thinking right now? He said, I'm just thinking about a, a kid who would be even smaller than me and would have to go through this. I just... Wish there would be some, somebody there for them. And so as the story unfolds, you watch as they bring out a special guest that they want to meet the, the little 10-year-old boy. And it's a pro football player. He looks like Goliath. I'm thinking, you know, he's a huge guy. He sits down. They talk a bit. And he said, you know what? He goes, I live in your town. And he said, here's my phone number. He said, get out your phone. I want you to put my number in your phone. He said, if anybody gives you trouble, you call me. Now, I'm just thinking, if there was any bully watching that, 
You don't want to mess with that kid. He said, you put me on speed dial. You call me because I'm your friend and I've got your back. Presence. So I just want to take that to a whole different level. When you come up against challenges and the one who hates you, Satan himself, is trying to bully you with the issues coming out of the circumstances and the present spiritual battle, you have God on speed dial. You have the presence of the Lord. And out of the presence of the Lord comes the power of God. And there is no match for the power of God. And I am so, so wanting us to be done with this idea that we have God who is a God of peace, but we live more in uncertainty and fear than we do in peace. I want us to be so done that we have this God whose very character and nature is joy. And yet, there are more people struggling with depression who name the name of Jesus than ever in the history of the church. And I don't, I don't criticize that. I, I have dealt with incredible discouragement in seasons of my life. So I have a sensitivity to that, but I just have a passion for you to overcome. And here's what I believe. If we will get paired with spirit and word, we're going to find the resource that is greater than discouragement, greater than depression, greater than fear, greater than worry, greater than doubt, greater than anything. It is the spirit and the word of the living God. Let's go to the next level. Let's go to the next level. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Let's start living that. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Let's live that. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. So let's live in the kind of joyful, faith-filled expectation that says I'm on the winning side. Let's live in such a way that says I've got God on speed dial. It's not arrogance, it's humility that he would be mindful of me and act in such a way as to be with me every moment of every day. Come on, church, just to speak the name of Jesus, things start happening. What we realized with Joshua is that he had that natural world where there was one issue after another, but we're realizing that the unseen world was key to his success in the natural and it is a reminder for the church. And I, I think the, the dominant word for next Sunday is not just pairing our lives, but perhaps a reset. Sometimes I have to get into the settings and reset things. This phone, right now, all my phone numbers, the names are gone. It's just numbers. So I'm going to have to do a, you know, hold these buttons down and it, it, it resets and then the names come back. I think we need to reset our spirit to this conviction. It is not by might and it's not by power, but it is by the spirit, saith the Lord. And I'm going to walk in the Spirit. I'm going to abide in the Spirit. I'm going to nurture a hunger for the Holy Spirit of God. Because I know that I know that I know. That's my victory. 
That's my victory. That's my overcoming. It's the Spirit of God. So I'm going to reset my heart. I'm going to take you on a journey how we can experience that. Well, I must hurry. He said, not only am I with you, he said, now I want you to stay in my word. Don't let the book of the law depart from your lips. Meditate on it day and night. Be careful to do what's written in it. And by my spirit and my word, you'll be prosperous and successful. See, out of Canaan, there would be voices that would rise out of the enemy armies. And if Joshua allowed those voices that would be so loud, they could create doubt and fear. So there had to be a louder voice. There had to be another voice that could occupy his mind, that could fill his spirit, and that would be the voice of God, the word of God. Joshua had a Bible. It was Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, the book of the law. God didn't say, here are volumes of past military campaigns. Study them. Get the nuance down so that you can respond. He said, no, here's where your focus needs to be. You put your soul in the word. You stay in the word. Don't, don't dare even turn to the left or to the right. And that's where you're going to find the strength and the stability that you need. Greg Hawkins has been a great pastor in one of the great churches in America for many, many years. And he has this conviction for spiritual formation. And, and what is the key to spiritual formation? So he went and hired a company that had no reason to, to provide him a report that would be padded in any kind of way. A secular organization that would be paid on giving him accurate information. And the question was, what is the key for transformation in the life of people that come in and out of our churches every week? And I want to show you the result. Here, here is the finding. Nothing has a greater impact on and now 1,000 churches were surveyed and we're talking thousands of people. And nothing has a greater impact on spiritual growth than reflection on Scripture. If churches could do only one thing to help people at all levels of spiritual maturity grow in their relationship with Christ, their choice is clear. They would inspire, encourage, and equip their people to read the Bible. My conviction is we all have one, but I don't know that we access it consistently. I don't know that, that maybe we're, we are content to know about it and and to have some of the stories in our mind, and we can rehearse David and, and Goliath and Jonah, and we can talk about Moses in the Red Sea, but there's something different uh, to what it means by, in the book of John, abiding, abiding in the truth. Abiding in the truth, and then that truth will make you free. Are you as free as you've ever been? Are, are, are you at a place of liberty in your spirit, in your mind, your emotions? Is there health in your relationships greater than you've ever known? Or is there a need in one of those areas? And my, my deep conviction 
is the way that we see transformation in that area where need, where there's a need, is to get into the word. Hey, Joshua, here's an amazing future. It's gonna be a seven year run of victory after victory. But here's the deal, you better run to the Bible. You better make the Bible your life. Hear this from my heart. Church is not just an opportunity. Church needs to be an anchor. We gotta break through this idea of going to church when it's convenient. And the Bible is not just an opportunity, it's an anchor. And we've gotta access the word every single day. If my people will get a passion for my presence and be consistent in my word, then they'll be prosperous and successful. Wherever they go, your relationships will work, your life will function, your life will succeed. Your life will happen, but not by tacking on a little bit of word and then a lot of everything else. It is back. It is back. It's a reset. It's a pairing my life with the spirit and the word. As the worship team comes, just imagine we all woke up under the same sunrise today. Perhaps there's one person who would say, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I've got all these issues these circumstances, and yet you have another person who woke up under the same sunrise. They too have significant challenges, but they're like, you know, I've got these mountains, but I know the mountain mover, and he's with me. I have a word, I have a promise. Spirit is with me, and so they're moving with a hope and a victory. There's a determination about them, there's an expectation about them. They're not fragile. They're like sober-minded. They're able to see the challenges, but they found a trust in God. There's a stability. My heart is broken. My, my heart, I would say that, my heart, is, my heart is grieved at the times I see I've lived so far beneath the resources available to me in spirit and word. And I'm, I'm, I'm burdened for the church more addiction, more broken relationships, more weak relationships. It is, it is sad. And yet we sit here with the spirit and the word. I think the deal is we're not paired. We're not in connection. We're not networked. It's a concept, but it's not a relationship. It's an idea, it's not a lifestyle. It's a perspective, but it's not a persuasion. It's not, it's not a, affecting the way I approach my day. That's why I can go a day or two or three or 10 and never really read the Bible, because why? It, it's not that important to me. Come on. Perhaps some of the challenges that we're not overcoming is because we're not paired with the Spirit and the Word. I know God has given me a plan for us. I know there are so many things God wants us to do. But if we could accomplish strategic initiatives, but we remain spiritually weak, wouldn't there be something missing I think so.
I think we want more than that. I know I do. I, I, I just am worn out with talking about a God of joy and yet not experiencing it. It's like either we tap into this or we don't. Like either there's an ocean of mercy and we just dive into it or not. Like, let's make this our life. How would you describe yourself? Are you that person that woke up under the sunrise, gung-ho, full of faith? Or are you that person that woke up with more fear than faith? And if you're that person, I would say just pair your heart with the Lord. That's what you need to do today. Establish the connection or reestablish the connection. Man, that The Lord saying to somebody today, you have desire, but there's been a disconnect in what you want and what's happening in your current reality. But he's just showing you today that the way you live in that preferred future is to get paired with the spirit and the word. That's where you're going to find the love you want, the joy, the self-control. Just think of the fruit of the Spirit. And there's probably a direct answer out of one of those to an area of need. You see, it's by the Spirit. It's by the Word. Think of the word healthy. Healthy as a believer. A healthy soul a healthy mind, a healthy body. It all starts getting paired with the Spirit and the Word because that's where transformation occurs. Healthy relationships. The right perspective when you come up against a challenge. The faith that's being demanded of you right now. This new enemy that's more ferocious than anything you've faced. The Lord's able and the Lord is greater. He'll give you what you need to overcome. There's some of you are at a new level and you're facing the new devil and that new devil is unusual in its strength. I'm telling you, God is able. God is able. Spirit and word, spirit and word, spirit and word. Would you stand with me, everyone? At the compelling of the Holy Spirit here today, if you need to pair your life, you, you're not content with the connection. I want to make sure you hear what I'm saying. You're saved by grace, not by works. I'm not talking about salvation. I'm talking about a level of victory 
that comes by consecration, submission, surrender, and devotion. Joshua, you have to fix your mind that I'm with you and then be aware of it. And then Joshua, you have to stay in the word. I can't make you do that. That's an action you will have to take and a discipline that you will have to have in your life. But if you do those two things, you will be prosperous and successful. So you see, spiritual growth, that's where you and I come in and we submit and we discipline ourselves and we make some commitments. It's where we show a passion in our pursuit for the presence and the word. And if you feel like you need to pair your life with that, and as we sing this chorus, it just kind of announces to the devil what we're going to do, like where we take the initiative. As we sing this, you come to this altar. Come, I think there's going to be a lot of people. And so come as close as you can. And you're stepping out and saying, I'm all in. I'm doing this. I, I want to be a Joshua. Hey, that same survey that showed the word is the key, they asked all of those people, are you content? 73% of people that fill in churches every day are not content with the Christian life they are living. 73%. If you would find yourself in that percentage, my friend, you've gotten the answer in this message today. Come on, get connected, get paired up. As we sing it, you come. There's just people here and they're expressing hunger. That's what it's about. That's our part, just to say, Lord, more, more. Really, this is, every one of us could respond to this because we all want more. But there's a strategic need that these that have come forward identify in their life. And I want them to have a partner, a friend who'll stand with them. So prayer team, come. We're gonna need a lot of people because nobody stands alone. Nobody stands alone. Nobody fights alone. 
So prayer team, you come and we have leaders that are gonna make sure everybody is covered with prayer and support. So young people, you see some of your friends down here, you feel the freedom to come and stand with them and pray with them. Nobody stands alone. No one stands alone. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This is awesome. There's just some sweet surrender happening. I can see it. I can sense it. That's the authentic work of the Holy Spirit in your life. Just allow it to happen. Allow it to happen today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. That's it. There's still some people coming. It's not too late. You can come today. Just respond. We're saying, Lord, we want more. We want more. church let's all lift our voices oh we just want more we just want more we just want more Lord we we connect our heart we ask forgiveness for the distance for the disconnect and God we surrender and submit and we just align our hearts with you the way we do this you've taught us our human spirit becomes the habitation for you, the Holy Spirit. We make sure your word will be given that priority, that, that central place in our life, in our heart. Some of you, you're so frustrated with, it's kind of been two steps forward and three steps back, and yet you know Paul says we are to go from glory to glory. But when Paul said we go from glory to glory, he prefaced that by saying it's by the Spirit and the Word. I think if we do what God said to Joshua, that's where we make the progress. Man, I have a burden. Somebody, you are fighting the same temptation today you were fighting 10 years ago. You are miserable in your Christian experience. In Jesus' name, that stops today. In Jesus' name, you get connected right now, spirit and word. That's where transformation will occur. We praise you today, Lord, for coming strong into our thoughts, coming strong into where we are in this season of life with exactly what we need. We're going to start living this. We're going to live it. I just adhere to it. We're going to live it. I just 
see even now people having devotions and the word taking that place in their homes and in their hearts and prayer coming back to being a priority. Lord Jesus, these, these things that you've given us so that we can be connected. I come against interference. Anything, Lord, that would seek to hinder or break that connection. In Jesus' name, it's established. It's established. And we thank you for it. We thank you for it. Praise you, Jesus. If you believe it, say a good amen. Come on, everybody. Now, we need to do something. We need to do something. I want you to now proclaim it. The words are going to be on the screen. This, this needs to be like internalized. Take this with you every day. The, the devil doesn't like what you've done today, but he's defeated. Amen? You have the greater one on the inside. You're the winner, not the loser. So let's just declare what we're going to do and what he's not going to do. All right? Come on, let's sing it. Sing it with passion today. I'll sing the fear. to these words.
apart, let the devil, let the devil know not today. Come on, get that in your heart. Let the devil know not today. Sing it again. Let the devil know. Let the devil know not today. Let the devil know. Sixty people ready to help us lead how we're going to take this journey of pairing our heart with spirit and word. This will launch in January, and I'm going to give you the details next Sunday. Next Sunday is a can't miss. Tell everybody that calls this their church, they need to be here next Sunday. Because we're going to hear the plan of how the Lord wants us to apply this, to experience this, I believe we're on the verge of a spiritual revival. I believe that from the conviction that God has put in my heart. He's nurtured that in my heart. He's led me to a process and a plan. And just be prepared, be open, be receptive, be ready to take the journey. It's going to be for our children. We're going to have the process set up for them, for our students our young adults no one's left out all of us and when you hear how this is going to unfold you will see how it, it's going to culminate in taking us to a, a place of spiritual life victory passion that the Lord desires for us and I'm all in I'm all in so I look forward to sharing that that's next Sunday I love you God bless you have an awesome afternoon you're dismissed.